This is the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. Uh, he's Nick Lawson. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, I'm good. Not a good weekend for the Reds. Opening weekend did not go as planned. It, it looked really good. And then multiple things happened that are uh, simply uh, not, not what we expected, not what we hoped for. And uh, some things are going to be easier to turn around than others. Yeah, to, to say that I was disappointed is is an understatement. I mean, I would use another word to describe how I felt about it. These last two these last two games of the series were just horrendous, and it was mostly the bullpen that, that tore this one down for us. Right. Of course, uh, since we last talked, there was uh, another exhibition game on July 22nd against the Tigers, and uh, they won 2-1, to one, and... Uh, a key player in the series, so to speak, uh, Matt Davidson had a home run in that game. Davidson had a home run in that game, and turned out to be the the game winner. And we're, we're sort of talk more about him later, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, it, that that was a, that was just a tune up, and you know, I call it the dress rehearsal, and, and that was a, the dress rehearsal before the big opening. Day. Right, and I, I think with uh, I think that may have helped uh, Matt Davidson make the team, but also I, I one thing that I was not a huge fan of but you know it's uh this year you you kind of had to throw everything out I, I know some people get mad when you say that but this is a very different year <laughs> in all respects yeah yeah i mean you look at the guys that it, it, like when they signed in spring training these minor league contracted guys there's no minor league to go to right so these guys are out on this player pool the 60-man player pool and they the only place they have to go is the park in mason and so these guys were playing to try and make this team and make a 30-man roster so they could play on opening day and matt davidson was a guy that busted his butt to do it oh he absolutely he absolutely deserved to do it but uh, the one thing i was talking about though is having two games against the team you're going to be opening up with a three-game series with it is extremely difficult for any team to win five in a row as I think some Reds fans, including myself, were expecting to. Yeah, I thought the same thing. You're playing the, the you know, it's good to have the team you're going to play in opening day to hear for the whole week, right? At least for the tune-up games. Well, and, then, and with with COVID going on, it, it makes sense because that's less yeah. travel. And uh, Detroit and Cincinnati are a driving distance. Uh, I'm sure they still flew because they're major leaguers, but yeah, honestly, it's a four-hour drive, so. <laughs> Yeah, but, it's not a fun drive, but I, I've done no, it. No, it is not a fun drive. I've done that as well. And the, I, I'm getting a little bit off topic, but the crazy thing is once you enter in Ohio, I, be, I think it's in Ohio, maybe it's in Michigan, there's all these signs that say, like, 1,000 miles to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is Michigan. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, I, anyway, but, yeah, that drive is awful, but uh, it, it – I just think it gave a little bit of a disadvantage uh, to kind of to the Reds. But I mean, Detroit had the same thing because uh, Detroit had two games to play against the Reds. No, get to learn some of the hitters, and uh, it it looks like it paid off the last couple of days uh, because the bats went quiet. So we'll talk about that um, when we go into the games more in detail. Other news. Uh, Moving into uh, before opening day, of course, Matt Davidson signed uh, or was signed as onto the uh, 
30-man roster for opening day. Also, uh, who was the uh, other guy that was signed right at opening day? Uh, that day, I think, it was Davidson and then Van Meter was added. Oh, that's right. And then it could be um, that's because Disco went to the injured list for uh, soreness. He went to the, the injured list for soreness, not COVID, and uh, they activated Tyler Malley. He will, he's pitching in the Cubs series on Tuesday. Um, so uh, Disco will miss maybe one start is what I'm hearing, and it will probably be ready for uh, the Tigers in Detroit. And then uh, the other news uh, just before opening day, Dietrich, this one hurts. <laughs> yeah. He signed with the Cubs. He could have signed anywhere else but Chicago or even St. Louis. I mean, he could have signed with the White Sox. I don't care. But it, it, I know the guy needed to work, and he wants to play ball, and right. he's going to get an opportunity with the Cubs. But he did sign a minor league contract, so he's gonna. it's probably going to be a while. Yeah, I, that one, I, I guess uh, he just wanted to take a, a chance of a change of scenery. So maybe, maybe he was thinking it was in Chicago there might be more players opt out. He's already had COVID, so he's good. Yeah, um, I did on his Instagram. I thought, just to throw this in there, I told him I'm gonna miss you, but gonna miss you, bro. And he actually liked it. So, <laughs> <laughs> a little something there. Yeah, he's a really good guy. All, all the, uh, all the uh, kidding aside, and the rival rivalry. Why, that's easy for me to say. <laughs> um, does, the does, rivalry. Yes, I'll say th- it for you. Thank you. <laughs> that aside. <laughs> uh, He's definitely going to be missed, and and do love his antics. Uh, just I just hope he struggles when we play the Cubs. Hopefully, not not anytime soon. Uh, another player <laughs> that uh, was a big part of the Johnny Cueto trade going back six years ago, or five years ago, I guess it was in two thousand fifteen. Uh, Scott Shebler traded to Atlanta, which seems to be where all the people that were traded uh, or that we acquired in trades the last few years have ended up. <laughs> Uh, he went to Atlanta for some cash. Uh, yeah. Don't know if he made the team or not. Uh, saw Adam Duvall did, or is, is still on the roster down there. I know he struggled with them, uh, as he did with us the last few years. But I think he had a big home run either in an exhibition game or maybe even on the uh, opener for the Braves. And uh, do wish him well. The COVID thing has to be scary for him with uh, ha- having diabetes. Yeah, I, I think that he's he's – taking a risk playing and like a lot of guys who have health issues um, they just want to play and I understand that and um, he's getting his opportunity and Shebler by the way I was out of options to go to the minors right. so he did make the team he's in right field but not tonight yeah and and the thing is with the uh, Shebler is with the Reds at least at least on paper going in it looked like we had more outfielders than some teams had players so yeah, we had, uh, we had abundance. We had probably nine outfielders at one point. And that, that's turned out to be actually a good thing. But uh, moving on to some other news uh, that you didn't have jotted down, big congratulations to Tucker Barnhart, one of the coolest guys on the team, uh, as he's a father again. Uh, I believe Baby Boy was born uh, yesterday. Yeah, he's got a picture on his Facebook and his Twitter of, uh, I think his name is Benson. If I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. Uh, Benny. I saw you mention this Benny, so it could be Benson, it yes. Benny? Okay. Or, he's, yeah. or he's going to call him Benny. <laughs> he may call him both. I don't know. I have right. a daughter named Madison. We call her Maddie, so you never know. Yeah, I have a son named Kenneth. I call him Ken. So, so 
So, uh, Tucker, if you're listening, congratulations, sir. Yes, congratulations, and uh, enjoy the time with your kid. If, if you do happen to opt out because of the COVID scare, completely understandable. Hope you do come back, but uh, definitely put your uh, family first, which I know you will. Oh, definitely. Uh, I think that covers most of the non-on-field news. Uh, let's get into the game's um, opening day. Very, opening day was fun. It was very fun. It was very different. And uh, I'm still counting it, though, in my opening day streak. I watched it at home. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, it, it had the pregame ceremonies. The Mystics were great, as always, singing the national anthem. Uh, the virtual first pitch was weird, but uh, it was kind of cool at the same time. It was much better than Dr. Fauci's pitch in Washington. His pitch reminded me of Mark Mallory's pitch. Oh, it, it was bad. Uh, I, I know there's some jokes bad. going on that uh, his pitch was as accurate as his uh, COVID predictions, but <laughs> but no uh, comment on that one. <laughs> yeah, and then of course he had some other other controversies that uh, really not that big of a deal. He's been tested. He was sitting next to his wife, so him him wearing a mask was more just to get trying to get people to wear it, but. Uh, he did take it down to get a drink. Someone snapped a photo, and then, um, of course, all the memes started from there. Yeah. Uh, I just remember seeing the picture. He's sitting there with, I guess, his family, I'm assuming, or his right. coworkers. I, or yeah, I don't, I don't know who the other guy was. The The woman with him was his wife, and then the other guy, I'm not sure. But I mean, the thing is, and Dr. Fauci is tested every single day with the test results instantaneously so he knew he did not have covid so there was really no reason for him to be wearing a mask uh other than just to be an example yeah uh the, the players test really should be the same test that the uh, white house uses some states use ohio even has them uh at some some of the test locations where you get the uh, results in 10 or 15 minutes versus uh, a day or two, and I think it's getting even longer, even for Major League Baseball, who's set up with uh, contracts with their own labs. But I, I think that's one of the uh, issues uh, that we've seen after opening day that we'll get to in a minute. But the game itself was awesome. It is everything that you wanted uh, in a uh, home opener. It's, it showed some things that uh, Reds fans have been wanting for a few years, like Joey Votto going three for four and showing some power. Um the lineup was interesting because there were some people missing that you expected, such as Tucker and Akiyama, but it was a left-hander. So I think David Bell is not going to be afraid to mix and match this year. Whether or not that works or not, yet to be seen. Yeah, I want to make a correction. Nevada was two for four, not three for four. Oh, okay, sorry. That was, that's my fault. That was my I, – I, I assumed he had three hits, but I knew Mustakis, I believe, had three hits. Nevada had two hits. Yeah. And Mustakis won a debut by Mustakis. Yeah. That's what we wanted to see. You know, we wanted to see him come out of the gates and just tear it up, and he did that on opening day. I mean, hit that home run, and it still hasn't landed yet. Devado, <laughs> um, you know, he, he, he he's a guy that starts off, always starts off slow every year, and he wants to prove everybody wrong. He's choking up on the bat. Which is really, it's allowing him to, to, to follow through quicker. Right. Which I, I love that. 
because he, you know, at his age, he's going to have to be a little right. Quicker. Well, <laughs> he, he was he's always choked up. Last year, he ch- I think he went a little bit too far with it. The last couple of years, it almost looked like a cricket squ- a cricket swing sometimes. Yeah, but uh, the the hitting coach that got fired last year, he told him to quit uh, quit choking up at all. And Votto tried it, and it worked for like a week, and then he went into a terrible slump to finish off the year, which is so not Votto like. Oh yeah, he's he's even said that last year he liked to forget about it. It was terrible. He was not, you know, he just don't want to talk about last year at all. Right. So he's going to try and improve. Even the sixty games, he wants to play one hundred and sixty-two games. Well, good <laughs> luck with that. But yes. I mean, he's going to he's he's going to have to do what he can in sixty games. Right. And the one thing with uh, Votto is most of the outs that he that he has been getting, they've been really bad luck outs, including the one that ended the game today and as well as some other situations. But he's been hitting the ball very hard, which he was not doing last year. Oh, yeah. I've, been noticed, I've noticed that I don't, I don't really follow the exit velocities and all that, but I know he's been hitting the ball very hard so far. And, and that's good to see coming from a number two hitter. Right. But uh, he's, he's, he's been uh, tearing up the ball of opening day. Uh, yesterday's game, which we'll get to in a minute, and then uh, today's game, he's actually hitting, hitting the ball pretty hard. Right. And then, uh, any other thoughts from opening day? I I, I loved uh, pretty much uh, everything about it. Uh, big win for the Reds. Thought everything was going to go great. Pitching was good. Sonny Gray looked awesome. Sonny Gray, uh, you can ask for a better you know, opening day start. Six innings, he had nine strikeouts. He walked one. He gave up one run. His first time he's given up a run in three opening day starts. He had two opening day starts in Oakland. Right. Uh, you, you can't you can't you can't say that Sonny Gray didn't do his job and he did do his job. He got the win in the, in the process. Yes, he did. And of course they won 7 to 1 that day and uh just going through some of the stats, uh Sonny Gray six innings pitched, the one run, uh, leaves him with an ERA of 1.5. Uh hopefully he can keep that throughout the rest of the season. Well, that would be awesome. And no, they're going to have probably what ten starts this year for, for ten, ten to fifteen. I, I think I saw, I think I saw some will have fifteen. It's, it's it's there's so many variables. It's hard to say. Yeah, because uh, some teams may mix and match. I don't know if the Reds will be one of them unless there's uh, injuries or illness uh, going through uh, those lines. Um, let's let's hope not. Let's hope not illness. I mean, illness is a. With COVID right now, you don't know which way it's going to go, how it's right. going to affect each each player. But, uh, yeah, Moustakas was three for four. Votto was two for four with a uh, with uh, one RBI on the home run. Um, Philip Irvin was 0 for two, got the leadoff. But then, as you said, uh, actually, Akiyama was one for two that game. Okay. And, uh, and, yeah, everybody except for uh, Suarez, who's just been getting off to an awful start, um, did fairly well opening day or, or throughout the series. Suarez is struggling to start the year. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if he's distracted. I don't know. I'm sure he's gonna have. He's, he's gonna express himself. I'm sure he's gonna <laughs> keep himself quiet right. away from the, the the reporters and the media. But he's he, he's definitely off right now. Yeah, he's, he's such a great guy too. So I think. I think he's. I think he'll turn it on when, we, when the Cubs come to town. Maybe he'll get a little bit more fired up. 
Uh, he's losing a little bit of his protection uh, with the uh, injured list. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, he, he definitely needs to uh, turn it on as we get into the second game. And this is where things uh, started going south for the Reds, starting even before the game started uh, with Matt Davidson, a great story where he was in the offseason like teaching kids baseball just to make some extra cash. And then he makes the Reds Major League Opening Day roster, makes the start as the uh, Reds' very first DH at home. And then uh, before the game starts in the second one, he's notified that he's tested positive for COVID. Which sucks because he was my player of the week last week. Right. I was so excited for this guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I know how much he's been trying to get back to the majors. He, he had a season last year in the minors with Texas. And he was so disappointed he didn't make the team. And then he gets here and he's at his opportunity. COVID it was an opportunity for him to get in the majors with DH. And then he got two at-bats opening day and they pulled him. And we didn't really know why. Right. And we found out yesterday before the game why. And uh, and we'll get into this a little bit uh, when we cover today's game, but uh, the testing in Major League Baseball, I, I think we're seeing today. I know players expressed some of the concerns uh, at the beginning of summer camp. It's got to get better because uh, it, he should have known it before opening day that he had COVID. I know there's probably some uh, there's probably some science behind it, but. Uh, with Major League Baseball testing every other day, and they're not using the rapid test, uh, they're using the saliva test, which I think they thought was going to be faster, uh, but they're not getting the result. The, there was issues getting the results in time, and I think, I think even with the slight delay, um, I, I know I heard uh, take it for a grain of salt, but I heard Donald Trump talking about it. And he actually sounded like a normal person and not a celebrity uh, or a. Uh, a uh, reality host when he's talked about it, but uh, you know, the test you got to send out in the mail one day and then they send the results back the next day. So, I, so that's two days just in mail time. Uh, not sure. Maybe with uh, major league baseball, they have an agreement where they email or fax, which maybe take that day out. But, but still there's uh, just getting the test to the lab. That's, that's a day transit time minimum. Yeah. And you know, I, I really want them to play, but they've got to. They they really need to move uh, the, to the uh, test that the president uses, that Fauci uses, uh, that uh, some some regular people use too, just not on an everyday basis. There there is a shortage of those tests, so that might be why they're not using them. I'm not sure what the other sports leagues are doing, but um, that that's a test they need to use because. If if Matt Davidson had it on Friday, they could have stopped it then, and then everybody knows instantly, just like the reporters that go into the White House, because uh, I heard a reporter ask the president about that, why can't that get uh, used on a more wide scale? And that's what needs to be done. We're four or five months into this thing. That that should be the test, If depending on its accuracy, and I'm not sure if any of them are 100% or even close to 100% accurate, but that's the one that needs to be done because – that way you could, if you had enough of them, you could test everybody before they went into work every day and, and greatly reduce the chance of, uh, of outbreaks. Oh, and, and plus with, I mean, with, with athletes, you know, you're around, you get 30 players on these right. baseball teams. They're all and, together, close knit and everything. Right. And I mean, I mean, they, they're spreading out, but they're not spreading out because human nature. Mm-hmm. 
because uh, I've seen home run. I know they're not supposed to do high fives. I definitely saw high fives. Yeah, I've seen a few high fives, but they have their gloves on. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Well, it's more of it, with this disease, uh, from what I've read with the CDC, it, it can spread by touch, but the biggest thing is close uh, contact with breathing. So, you know, they're yeah. in, and they're celebrating. I'm sure they're not yelling inside their heart as a Japanese amusement park said people need to do. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's going to be tough, and especially if, if, you know, if the tests are not instantaneous, there could be a case, kind of like Matt Davidson. I believe the, some of the Marlins players have tested positive, so there's players at work uh, playing with other players in close proximity. I mean, baseball's base out of all the sports, other than maybe golf, baseball is one of the most social distance because, you know, you're 60 feet apart, you're 90 feet apart on the bases, the outfielders are even further apart, so um, it, it can be done safely, I think. It's just they need to get the uh, testing tweaked to get faster results or else uh, it, it could come crashing down. And, and the concern is, like we were talking earlier with Adam Duvall and some other players that have other health concerns, uh, it could, if in today's world, uh, I'm, if a player would get seriously ill or, or heaven forbid, pass away uh from complications of COVID, uh, that would be a huge black eye uh, to the sport, uh, to the commissioner, to uh, baseball fans everywhere. It would question, it would make them question whether they did the right thing or not. Yeah, especially if they're a family man. Right. Uh, you know, you, you're going out there, and you know, these guys, they have kids, they have wives. They some have kids that probably have health problems. They got their wife might have a health problem. They have something themselves, and we don't know. And then they're right. going out there risking their, their lives, and they're not really knowing. I, I, mean, I mean, how, how did I mean? Neil, how did Matt Davidson know that he he was going to test positive? I right. Mean, he probably felt bad after that second at bat, and told David Bell about it. Uh, it, it could be because they did they did pull him from the game. I don't know if that was a reason why, or if it, I think that was just mainly pitching. Pitching matchups, and, and most uh, most of the cases, I think the CDC says uh, forty. They think right now forty percent or more of the cases are asymptomatic. They'll never have symptoms. Uh, yeah. Another forty or fifty percent are just mild symptoms, and then you have the the worst case scenarios. But uh, one person is is too much, and then uh, you, especially if you don't know and you're going to work every day, and like you said, exposing your family as well. Um, it's going to be tough. Yeah, and and I mean we noticed that uh, Mike Mustakas today. I right. know I'm jumping to go. I'm no well, let, let's just, we're, we're already yet we're already into this topic. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's just talk about this before we get into yesterday's game. Uh, the the today was interesting. There were three lineups released. The first one, Mike Mustakas was in it. Uh, was I don't know if Nick Sinzel was in that lineup as well. Uh, he was, Mustakas was first scratched. Uh, Sinzel was then scratched and well, Sinzel replaced Mustakas in the lineup. And then right. Sinzel obviously had, he, he got scratched as well, like 10 minutes later. Yeah. Both of them not feel that there's no positive test yet. Uh, but both of them not feeling good. Mustakas was already moved ahead, moved on to the, uh, 10 day injured list. So I don't know if he's having, COVID-like symptoms, I believe, is what could be reported. It's hard to say because with HIPAA, 
they don't really have to say anything uh, to right. the media. Uh, hope he gets well. Uh, hope, hopefully it's not too serious, and hopefully he can get back on the field. Uh, mainly to get well, though, because uh, COVID is pretty nasty from uh, people that I know that's had it with the actual symptoms. Yeah, we want him to get well, and if, if Nick Senzel has it, we, have to, we want him to get well as well because we need these guys out Right, there. and and hopefully, uh, if, if it is just those three, hopefully it stays at those three because, um, I mean, the, I, I could see baseball taking a pause. Yeah, uh, I've, I've heard that too. Um, you know, if, if they can't get it under control, there's a possibility right. to shut and, it down. And, and I, I don't, I don't want to see it shut down. And I don't really as think, much as we want baseball, we don't want these guys to be sick. And we I don't w- want that to happen. And I wouldn't want to. I, I, and part of me says that I don't think it needs to shut down. But if the testing isn't working and catching, uh, catching these guys before they get on the field and with their teammates, and it's there's still being outbreaks and. Uh, this the, the way the system is for Major League Baseball. If their goal is, is to keep players from getting COVID nineteen, uh, which is a daunting task, because most likely before it's said and done, we're all going to have it in one form or the other. We just, uh, but at the same time, you you I mean the Reds were trying to get fans in the stands. They they applied to uh, the city of Cincinnati Health Department then go to the major league baseball and then to, um, uh, to the governor. Uh, but I mean, that's going to be tough sell for baseball. If there's uh, outbreaks already happening, happening with the, uh, the players. Now, the, if there are fans allowed, uh, my guess is that they will not be able to get anywhere near the players. The media can, cannot even get anywhere near the players. Uh, my assumption is, and I have no, no inside information on this at all. Uh, they have not sent anything out to season ticket holders, but my assumption is most of the, if not all the fans would probably be put into the, uh, second and upper decks. Uh, that way there's no, they could spread out there and, and not have any, um, any contact, uh, whatsoever with the players, uh, because, you know, there's some players Sitting in the stands, there's media people in the stands, uh, field crew in the stands, and uh, that's that's the way it's going to be the rest of the season. So logistically, I think the, if there are 8,000 fans allowed in at some point this year for the Reds, uh, it's it's going to pretty much have to be in the uh, upper levels. So as a season ticket holder, would you feel comfortable going? Yes. Okay. And I, as, and I say this, and I'm getting a lot of heat on, on another issue – uh, because we, you basically have two choices and there's more choices than that. But if you truly want to avoid getting COVID, the only way to do that is basically find a house in the woods, be able to grow your own food, uh, have solar energy for power or, or just go the old, old school way with candlelight. Um, because you have to have food, you have to have water. There's a, there's a risk in everything you do uh, with this disease. Uh, you can get it from uh, DoorDash delivery. I, I know that's how a lot of people are getting their food uh, is DoorDash and uh, uh, delivery from the grocery stores. It's 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 something that uh, I mean I I'm now working in my office again. I'm there's 800 people in my uh, facility. We get COVID. Uh, cases probably on average one every week or every other week. Uh, we get an email from 
from our leadership letting us know that uh, they can't identify who uh, unless unless they and unless they work around you, you you don't really need to know uh, but uh, but yeah it's uh, it's it's a scary time but unfortunately we just can't all stay at home uh, it would be nice if we could uh, and, and see if that would work but uh, unfortunately uh, you know we need medical we uh, we need medical or we need therapy sessions. We need all, all of the stuff that goes on in life. Uh, we, ha- we have to be able to continue to live. And uh, living isolated uh, for an extended period of time has its own negative uh, effects as well. So going to a game at the Reds uh, with all the precautions that I know they would take, uh, being probably having to buy two tickets uh, at a minimum, if not four, and then having everything blocked out around to where there's nobody sitting around you and at least six feet, they may even go 12 feet. Uh, I don't know what the plan actually is, um, but they're, they're going basically 20% capacity. Um, now, which is roughly like 8,000 people. Yeah, roughly 8,000 people. And as long as long as they had them spread out and didn't do what uh, some of the political rallies did, even though they had plenty of open seats to spread out, they, uh, they sat right next to them as long as masks were required and enforced. I'd feel okay. Uh, my kids are doing t-ball. I know you're doing uh, softball. Um, yeah. So uh, there, there's there's risks in everything. You just have to take the risk and the reward. If it was an indoor event, I probably would not go right now. Uh, it seems yeah. like that would be a greater risk because uh, I, I know there's been studies where. They said the air conditioning and the airflow actually can can spread the uh, disease, but on a ninety degree day in the summer, being outside uh, I, at a ball game where everybody's spread apart, I, I would feel somewhat safe. I, I know uh, all the protests that are going on in various cities in Cincinnati. Uh, the health department says only one percent of cases are coming from those. Um, so it, to me, it, it's definitely a risk. I would, if I went, I would just go to the game, uh, wait for people. I, I always show up early anyway, so I'd be there probably before anybody else. I'd sit in my seat, watch batting practice, watch the pregame facility uh, festivities, and then uh, at the end of the game, would wait until it was over, uh, let other people go around to try to avoid the herd of people leaving the park at the same time. And, and, and I think uh, some places that have had outdoor events such as nascar they've been letting like one row at a time go almost like you're going to to a wedding so as long as it was outside as long as the precautions were there i, I would feel relatively safe to go enjoy a ball game uh, the other people around me would worry me because people at reds games have a habit of not sitting in their seats especially if they're moving down uh but uh, yeah overall I, th- I think i would feel feel comfortable that was a very long answer to, <laughs> to uh, a simple question. Sorry, I fell asleep. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm anyway, that answer was uh, much better than the second game where the Reds lost uh, six to four. The bullpen, oh, lost it. Another great yeah. pitching outing from uh, Luis Castillo. Six innings, one run given up. Uh, then uh, Robert Stevenson came in and looked like the prospect he never was. <laughs> Uh, Michael Lorenzen came in, blew the save, and then at the end, the Reds made a little bit of a comeback. Or No, they came in with a tie. They were tied. 
They tied, yeah. They tied it back up, and I think Joey Votto actually tied it up, if I remember correctly. Uh, actually, I believe this is Kirk Casale. Oh, it was Kirk Casale. That's right. Which brought me to the story I heard uh, Tom talking about on the uh, air today that uh, Tucker was tweeting uh, out about the home run, uh, and probably while his wife while his wife was actually in delivery. Yeah, that, that's pretty funny. That's almost as good I, as Tom Browning's World Series. It's like I, I couldn't tweet. I couldn't do anything when my wife was pregnant. I was like, <laughs> you sit here. You sit right here and don't move. Right. And uh, then Rossiel Iglesias uh, was the Rossiel Iglesias of last year and spring training and summer camp. Uh, he gave up a home run when he did not need to. Yeah, he gave up a two-run home run to Jacoby Jones in the ninth inning. And Basically I, sealed the deal. Yeah, and uh, I, they've got to come up with a solution to this bullpen, uh, especially Rossiel, because if you're a closer, and I, it's 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 one of the huge issues with uh, Rossiel, if you're a closer and you're at home, there is no save opportunity if you're tied going into the ninth. So that save opportunity, they, they just need to maybe they just need to tell him, hey. Uh, it, it's a it's a uh, it's a save opportunity. If you if you hold it here, we'll, we'll give you five dollars. We'll give you some Grater's ice cream or or uh, whatever he would like because and for, it, it has to be mental because he I think he lost nine games last year. He lost twelve games. Twelve, 12 games. games. He's three and twelve last year as a closer. That's not good. No. And he's not starting the year off this year because every game is huge uh, this year, especially on teams you're supposed to beat and teams that you're, you have an opportunity to win. You cannot let those go in the ninth inning. Especially with a 60-game schedule. Every game is a playoff game. Right. So you've got to make your decisions wisely, and putting Iglesias in in a situation where you're tied, I, I, that's something I probably wouldn't have done. I probably would have went with Strope. Yeah, I, I mean, because he's more of that type of guy. And maybe they need to, maybe they need to look at that. Of course, you know, like I said, part of the closer's job, it always has been. I think Chapman even struggled that with that a little bit early in his career when he was put into uh, the ninth inning when in a tie ball game. He would run into issues where he would uh, he would struggle. I mean, it's very rare, but he he would struggle. And Iglesias, uh, he's just he's. For whatever reason, this year and last year, he's he's had that issue. And uh, I know last year he complained a little bit about how David Bell was using him. And uh, uh, hopefully he uh, he gets that mindset out. If, if not, uh, I, th- I think it may, may be time to look at Strope as your uh, closer, at least, or at least in nine-inning games where you're tied. Uh, go to him or even Lorenzen first, though Lorenzen's not looked good uh, this year other than his shoes. Yeah, I, I think as a closer, if you come in in a tie game, I think that's a lot more pressure than trying to save a game with a one-run lead. Right. That's just me. I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, if you, if you give up a home run, then you're the you're the guy that they're going to look at. Right. They're going to point the finger at you rather than going into a game where you know you can just get three outs and win the game. And then today was more of the same story. Trevor Bauer looked awesome, six and a third innings. One earned run, but the bullpen again, and this time it was Lorenzen. Uh, giving yeah. up a two-run uh, home run and uh, maybe he should play on his bare feet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people were were like uh, complimenting on on his uh, Vans uh, 
cleats. They looked really cool, but uh, he, I don't know. Uh, he, he's not in midseason form yet because he, he's been a really consistent pitcher. I, I don't remember him having too many back-to-back bad outings. Well, I mean, even even Willie Mays Hayes looked good, but he was still popping up. <laughs> you know, Michael Lorenzen can look good all day, but if you have a 16.20 ERA after two games, there's a problem. Right. Yeah, and like I said, I, I don't remember him having uh, multiple back-to-back bad games uh, last year. No, and I, he knows he's picked up. He's throwing 100 miles an hour. I don't remember him throwing 100 miles an hour. He didn't. It was weird. A few a couple of years ago, he was throwing 101, 102, and yeah. sometimes was having the same result. Uh, yeah. But I think one of the home runs he gave up was an off-speed pitch, but it was left up in the uh, zone. So I don't know if him trying to reach 103 uh, has changed some of his uh, delivery or kept the ball not as not down as much. Um, I, I know. Well, I, I remember after he had – I think he had Tommy – did he have Tommy John certain or – I know he was injured one year because uh, I remember him talking on a sports talk show – uh, about how he he uh, talked about how he learned how to pitch and not have to throw 100 miles per hour. Uh, but I know him and Trevor Bauer, I think, got into a competition in the offseason and set his goal to get back up to 100. Well, have you seen the guy? The guy's jacked. Oh, I know. I mean, his, his workout regimen is crazy. His workout regimen's crazy. Uh, his flexibility is amazing. So I, I think yeah. he could probably do it safely. I don't know if he could do it effectively. Yeah, I think with Lorenzo, it may be an approach he needs to adjust a little bit. Right. Bring his maybe not throw so many fastballs. Like you said, he he did throw an off off speed pitches at Crone, and CJ Crone was killing us. This oh, I know. That guy, he's he's a good player, and I think Detroit's got himself a good first baseman. Uh, but he, he, to that guy, even for Cabrera, Miguel Cabrera is thirty seven years old, and he, the guy's a veteran. He's been around a long time, and he's one of the one of the world's greatest fastball hitters and yesterday he hit that fastball uh in the seventh inning and that, that i mean he crushed it no we'll I mean, see. He, he saw it coming oh absolutely now would you have pulled uh yesterday and today would you have pulled sonny gray and trevor bauer when uh when uh david bell decided to no i i think with sonny gray he had one more inning left in him I think Castillo had one more inning left in him. Bauer went out. I think Bauer probably he pleaded probably to get out there and get that last strikeout because I right. don't think he's ever had 13 strikeouts in a, in a game, if I'm not mistaken. Because he took the ball not. with him. He took the ball with him when he left. He's right. keeping that one. Yeah, he, he posted something on Twitter tonight, I think about half-joking, where he acted like he was going to throw the ball in the uh, stands for being taken. I think he was just having fun there. but Yeah. I love Trevor Bauer. I think he, he brings a lot of pre- a big presence to the team, and he's he, he you know he's fun to watch off the field. He especially Twitter. If you follow him on Twitter, you know what he does. He says what he wants and does what he wants. And he wants to be commissioner, and I'm I'm all for it. Trevor Bauer for commissioner. Right. Yeah. Castillo only had 91 pitches when he was taken out, so he probably had another inning uh, left in him. And then today, uh, when Bauer was taken out. He had thrown. He was a hundred, a hundred five, hundred and five. So that one uh, is early in the early in the season. I could kind of see uh, David Bell maybe not taking a chance on having him go 110, 120 pitches. But uh, Bauer stayed active 
and actively pitching and stre- stretched out uh, during the uh, during the stoppage. Yeah, I mean, we saw the videos him and Dietrich throwing each other in the <laughs> desert somewhere. That was awesome. Those were fun. So, uh, but so that that one maybe not as much, but you know he he was so effective throwing thirteen strikeouts. So maybe uh, maybe that one's not not as uh, not as bad uh, from David Bell. Lorenzen's just got to start performing. Yeah, I mean he's not going to last long if he does give up a run yeah, or two yeah. runs a game. Yeah, Lorenzen's not going to reach that sixty game. Uh, goal of his, which is not possible since he didn't play opening day. But uh, yeah. uh, if he's pitching bad, he's not going to get in every every game or every other game. Eventually, he's going to be used as a mop up guy, and that's not what he wants to do. Because I think this is either his final year of arbitration or his contract year. So if he if he wants to, uh, I know originally he wanted to be a two way player. Uh, that's probably not going to happen this year unless uh, COVID uh, takes out more outfielders. Um, Let's hope not. Right. And so uh, Aristides Aquino gets some uh, play today. And he oh, absolutely. RBI, RBI hey. double. It was awesome. I was so happy. Yeah, I, I was too. It looked good. Uh, I mean, th- that guy looks like a player you would create in a video game. Yeah, I, I play MLB The Show, and he's one. Of, he's my he's my starting right fielder, and the guy crushes the ball in that game. I mean, it's incredible. Right, and we've already talked about Suarez struggling, but. Uh, Another hitless game for him today. Yeah, he's he's zero for eleven to start the season, which isn't good for your main power guy. Right, you know maybe uh, I don't know if if there's more pressure because there was a uh, of the shorter season and he's he's pushing more, or or if it just happens to be he's in his slump now that every player goes through, and maybe he'll he'll turn it on against the Cubs, which uh, we'll talk about the uh, games coming up uh, this week uh, coming up, but first. Here's the Reds trivia question of the week. Let's do it. 1956 saw the first Reds player to win the Rookie of the Year award. Who was it? I want to say Frank Robinson. All right. Is that your final answer? Yeah, I'm going to go Frank. All right. We'll find out uh, later in the show. All right. So the Reds started off uh, not like we wanted. One in one and two, and they head into a new week of games. Uh, they start off with a four-game series with the Cubs, who are two and one, and then three at Detroit. Uh, two and one Cubs come to town. Uh, hopefully, we'll have no more COVID news uh, before the series starts. But uh, how, how do you see this series going? Well, I mean, you're playing four against the Cubs, and and they're a tough team to begin with, starting with their pitching. Offensively, they're pretty sound. I mean, Chris Bryant's still one of the best players in the game. Um, they really didn't do anything in the offseason, um, so they're, but they're still a tough team. Uh, I look forward to, to seeing what we can do against them, what they can do against us. Yeah, it should, it should be uh, interesting. Uh, the, who did the Cubs play their uh, opening series? Uh, let me look on my sheet here. They played the Brewers this weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, they won today. They beat the Brewers nine to one. They lost to the Brewers yesterday eight to three, and they won on opening day. I don't know the score. I don't have it here, but they are two and one. Okay, yeah. The game tomorrow night six forty p.m. starts, and then the uh, getaway day 
is a 610 start. <laughs> so you're not going to have your traditional 1235 uh, starts this year because everything is for TV. Yep. Yeah, everything's covered on TV now. And, uh, I mean, a 610 start, even for TV, seems like it wouldn't be as good as, like, the regular 710 start. Uh, the Reds, I think, are doing all 640 starts for the most part this year. Uh, yeah. I think I see a couple of 710s on Friday nights. Uh, but uh, I kind of like the 640 starts just even when I was going to games because you can get home by 10 o'clock. <laughs> well, it was cool. Yesterday's game was 510. Oh and yeah, the game was over by eight thirty. Like this is great. Oh, I would love for them to keep those games uh, like that uh, uh, on Saturdays. Now they 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 uh, did that one year. I think it was either five either a five o'clock start or a six p.m. start on uh, Saturday Saturday games. Uh, but Adam Dunn complained, saying the sun was in his eyes, so he couldn't see the ball. Well, they were doing it, I think, as well for like Fox was doing TV back then right. as well. And they were starting at four or five o'clock, and that's when the sun here in Ohio and it it just dips <laughs> and it, it gets right in your face and playing the outfield with that sun in your face. Right, and and especially for Adam Dunn, loved the guy, was one of my yeah. favorite players, but uh, was not a good outfielder. <laughs> I love Big Donkey; he was great. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I, I do remember going to some games like that. And they used to have fireworks on Saturday Saturday nights, and I remember the. Getting home, I'm like, wow, I still got all this other stuff I can do. Oh, yeah. I could watch a movie. I mean, right. it's like I could, my game ends at 830. I could sit and watch a movie for a couple of hours. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it was great. But uh, anyway, this year's definitely different, and hopefully the games keep going. But uh, the Cubs, I'm looking for them to take. They've got, actually, I'm not looking for it. I, this is what they absolutely have to do in this short series. They have to win that series three out of four yeah and then the first game you got miley and, and john lester so you got two lefties the lefty lefty matchup so and lester had <sighs> and lester's had issues against the reds the last couple of years so that on paper that one should be favorable to uh to the reds and then the second game you have Malley versus mills i don't know much about mills yeah i don't either uh last year uh, he was one and zero with a two seven five ERA in nine games, and the uh, year before that he was zero and one in seven games with a four point zero ERA. Uh, his WHIP number though is very low. Both both seasons in limited innings. Uh, don't know if he actually started those games that year. Uh, looks like. Uh, in 2018, he started two of those games. Last year, four games. So he's kind of a he's been a spot starter uh, the last couple of years. So he's a guy you want to you you want to get to early. Otherwise, I, I think he's probably a guy uh, like we've seen. If you get him past the first or second inning, he's going to shut you down until you get to that Cubs bullpen, which I don't know how they are this year. Well, we got a couple of hitters that have hit him pretty good. Philip Irvin's batting 500 against him, and Senzel's 400, and Van Meter's 500 against him. So hopefully, Senzel is well enough to play and okay. test negative um, for COVID. And uh, hopefully, uh, uh, we see a good win. Then you have Sonny Gray uh, facing Kyle Hendricks. Wow. That's going to be a great pitching matchup. Oh yeah, I can't wait for that. And the Reds have struggled against Kyle Hendricks over the years. He's he's got some good stuff. He doesn't throw hard, but he's got good stuff. And then you uh, Darvish in the final game, uh, he did not have a good outing. His first one, he has a six point seven five ERA, zero and one. 
against Luis Castillo. Uh, that one on paper favors the Reds, but uh, you got to play the games. Otherwise, the Reds will be three and zero right now. Yeah, Darvish went four innings on opening day. Didn't do very well against the Brewers, uh, but he he could he's done done well against the Reds over the years. You know he's he's. Aquino killed him last year. He had batting 400 against him with four RBIs and two home runs. So hopefully Aquino plays in that game. Okay. And um, then you got uh, obviously we get a Detroit over the weekend. Right, Detroit again. They've that one. I expect a sweep. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to, to ask, but uh, we we definitely uh, need to go better than three and three against the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, we got to come out swinging in that one, literally and figuratively. Right. So hopefully the Reds do well. Hopefully uh, they come back. And uh, if, if the bullpen gets under control and uh, Suarez starts hitting again, especially now that Moustakas is going to be unavailable the next week, uh, I know he's on the – is he on the COVID list or is he on the injured list? I think he he's it originally listed him as a 10-day IL which would be the injured list, but I think it's actually the Hello? COVID list. Oh, okay. I really don't know if he's going to be test positive or not. Got you. So uh, we lost you for just a half second. I think you said uh, you think he's on the COVID list, which that one's based on uh, two negative tests in a row. Yeah, or, or if he's asymptomatic. So they're just making sure if, if he's if he was feeling ill, it's good to put him on that list. Right. And – and I, I know uh, that I've seen some posts uh, from some Facebook friends where they could have swore as bad as they were feeling that they had COVID because they were having issues breathing, they felt high fevers, and then they get the test back and it's negative. And then on the op- opposite side, I've seen people where they didn't have much at all and then got a uh, positive test. So uh, this it's, it's hard to say. The Reds, all of the Major League Baseball teams, if you have – Anything that changes with your uh, how you feel, whether it's a stuffy nose or anything like that, where in past years you may have played through it, this year you got to stay at home. Yeah, if you feel bad, you need to say something because it's not good if you stay out there. I know no. you, you guys want to be tougher than you look, but you can't do it this year. No, it, it's good. It could it could risk uh, too much out there. So. Mm-hmm. I also want to mention the Reds did claim an infielder today, uh, Robel Garcia from the wa- off waivers from the Cubs. Um, he's played a little bit everywhere, second base. Um, he plays a little bit of left field as well. Uh, he hit five home runs, 11 RBIs last year, but only about 208. Um, but it's something, I guess that's a little backup plan for Mustakas. Right. Or for anybody else that may test positive, we don't, you know, you never know. But he looks like he's a pretty versatile player. Yep, and uh, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be an interesting rest of the season. It's gonna be an interesting week, and uh, hopefully the Reds uh, can pull it out. Yeah, I mean you're four with the Cubs. The Cubs always play you tough. They're always there was a tough team to beat, and then you to Detroit where we owe them one and two, <laughs> maybe three. Right. Of course, you know, the Reds had a really good uh, record against the Cubs last year, so hopefully that can continue uh, this year. 
Oh yeah, I mean, especially with sixty games. I mean, it always comes back to that. You got yeah, sixty you, games you're playing. You, you got you're, every every game is a playoff game. Absolutely, and especially the interdivisional games uh, are even more important because you can gain ground that uh, can't make up. And with the playoff expansion, which we didn't get into, uh, there's so much that went on this week that uh, we kind of lost sight of that. But uh, the Reds uh, have a better chance to make the playoffs. It's now an eight team. Uh, from each league making it, it's going to be the first and second place team from each division, plus the, uh, I guess we'll call them the wild cards after that, the next two records. I was looking at it from last year. The Reds would not have made it last year with that, uh, but the Mets would have. Uh, and, and, then, and then in the uh, American League, uh, there was one team, I forget which one, but the, they would have had it been in there with a uh, losing record. Uh, I mean, and the thing is, with this now, you go from ten to sixteen teams for the postseason. Oh yeah, and even though, even even a team that has a losing record can still sneak in there. Oh, absolutely! It's gonna be it's it's gonna be fun in some. From the traditionalist in me, hates it, uh, but in some respects, I mean, how how fun is it uh, each March to see a fifteen seed beat a two seed in the NCAA tournament, or a sixteen seed beat a one seed? which I think's only happened once. Uh, but it's going to add some excitement to the playoffs. A three-game series, anybody can win. So uh, in, in a 60-game season, I, I think it makes sense. Whether it, do, it sticks around for next year, uh, I think the commissioner would like it to just because it's extra revenue. But uh, and, and I'm okay with that if it helps the small market teams uh, and doesn't just help uh, New York and Los Angeles. But uh, – I, I think it, it adds some extra excitement. It kind of uh, it kind of is going to make decisions on when to do rebuilds even that more difficult because you know you would the Reds would have been in in the chase last year at the trade deadline under this uh, playoff plan. Yeah, and and you don't know how the COVID's going to do for going into next season. Uh, we don't know if there's going to be a vaccine. So there's a lot of questions right. going into 2021. Um, but, I mean, if you keep this playoff format, who knows? It could, if with a 162-game season, you never know. It could, it could be really beneficial for the league. And it, if it adds more excitement to the game and brings more people watching it, o- overall it's good. Uh, and, I mean, the game's changed. I mean, back in the 60s, you had one one team from each league that uh, went to the uh, World Series and then, then went to the Divisional Series and then went to, uh, in the early, mid-90s, went to the Wild Card Series. 2013 or 2000, yeah, 2013 was the first, or was it 2012 the first year for the extra wild card? I think it was 2013. 13. And that was the Reds that got that one. Reds and the Pirates. Right. We don't want to talk about that game ever again. No, we don't. <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of why I forgot about it. But Johnny I, Cueto, had to, that was one of Cueto's worst games. We'll keep that. Oh, he was another one of my favorite players, but that game was was wow. embarrassing and probably cost Dusty Baker his job. Yeah, I think he was in a win-win or win-lose situation. If he lost, obviously they did, and he lost a job in the process, and the hiring process after that sucked. <laughs> so enter Brian Price. <laughs> so my prediction for the next week, I need them to go six and one. I think they're going to go five and two. Uh, I'm with you. I, I would love to see uh, you know a six and one. Uh, probably I'm thinking five and two as well. Um, 
I'm, I'm being trying to be optimistic. Yeah, five and two would probably be the best bet. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes, and then uh, of course next week we'll have a uh, recap of the week, and then we'll we'll also have another uh, topic to go on. We'll look ahead to the follow to the uh, following week. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Baseball's in full swing. Hopefully it stays that way. The governors don't shut everything down, or and more importantly, there's not a huge outbreak uh, amongst the teams in baseball. Yeah, that's it. Everybody stay healthy and, and just do your part. Wear your mask and just keep your distance and everything should work out hopefully in the end. All right, let's get into the answer to this week's trivia question. Uh, I forget what your record is. I think it's two and one or I think I'm two and one. I think I'm two and one. I think there's only been three of them so far. Okay. Well this, uh, this question in 1956, uh, the Reds saw the first Reds player to win the rookie of the year award. Who was it? And you said, Frank Robinson. And the answer was Frank Robinson. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love Frank Robinson. He was, he was, un, he, I think he was the biggest, I mean, obviously the worst trade we ever did. Right. And look what he did in the, in the, with the Baltimore Orioles, man. He became a legend. And, uh, Okay, moving on, we got uh, one thing I forgot, the player of the week, or the weekend, I should say. I really want to go with Votto, but I, th- I think I got to go with Mike Moustakas. He was key in that one Reds win that we've had so far. I, I, was, I was thinking about this one. Um, I was going to go with Votto as well. Because he's had such a big, he had a big series with the, with the Tigers, but I wanna, I, I'm probably going to go with probably Luis Castillo. Um, simply because he he just was just stopping. He was he didn't only give up one hit, and he was just on. I mean, he didn't do right. He didn't he didn't have a bad inning. You know, he maybe had a walk, but I mean, every pitcher had a walk in the series. Yeah, so he, he you know, was. I think, he I was think besides Trevor Bauer, besides Trevor Bauer throwing thirteen strikeouts in Game Three. I think Chris Castillo will be my player of the week. And I'll take that. He'll be your pitcher of the week. And for my pitcher of the week, I, I think I'll go with Castillo as well. Completely dominant. Uh, it's kind of really tough between the three starters. All three of them were amazingly yeah. dominant. I think since the first time in modern baseball, since the mound was moved back, uh, there was not another team that recorded as many strikeouts in the opening three games of the season. 33 strikeouts in those three games. Unbelievable. That's, a, that's incredible. Yes, it is. And imagine what Wade Miley can do on Monday. And then even Tyler Malley, throw him in there. You know, you never right. know with the Cubs. They're a free swinging team. So let's hope for more strikeouts. Let's hope for some Reds wins, some bullpen improvements. And until next week, uh, go Reds. Yeah, go Reds every day.